It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. I said, are you ready? <laughs> I answered you like Oprah. I'm ready! <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome. It's After 9, and coming up at the end of this podcast is going to be this morning's Missed Connections from our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat. Start off with a couple of DMs before we get into the content that'll wow you today. I don't know, whatever. I'm in a weird mood. Uh, Happy Friday. I just finished listening to the latest podcast with your story about falling asleep and not knowing if it was 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. when you woke. I used to be a regular napper, and I'd give myself a heart attack every time I woke up. So I changed the time on my phone to a 24-hour clock. Seeing it was 1800 instead of 6 o'clock, stop the heart attacks pretty quick. Hey, that's a great tip. Uh, it takes a lot of commitment. Um, <laughs> longtime listener, followed you over from Z. I even got my coworkers in Milton listening to you guys in the office now. Keep doing what you do and have a great weekend. Samantha. I love that. Thank you. Uh, okay, I have one for you. It's from Becky, our good friend at the food bank. Oh, Becky. Oh, I love those people at the food They're bank. They're so nice. Her and Jenny are great. So she goes, listening to the podcast about the keg and the martini. You went to the keg, you ordered your martini, you explained the types of vodkas that you use, right? You're kind of particular. Yep. She says... There's no way Absolute Vodka is a high-quality vodka. That shit is beyond disgusting. Stoli all the way. (laughs) And I think when I told you that initially, I told her, I just said it. He said, and I quote, fuck off. That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's exactly what you said. I think that's exactly what you said. Because, yes, Uh. that's what Scott said in uh, that podcast was that Absolute vodka. Did you just call it the most underrated vodka? It's the most underrated vodka. Don't at me. And you said high quality, and that's what got her. It is high quality. I remember you know my first vodka. Shut your mouth. I would like to do a blind taste test with Becky. I'm going to line up a few different vodkas. I'll bartend. And I'll bet you that she can't tell the difference between a good and a bad vodka. Man, I will, I will bartend, and I'll test you guys out. When it comes to vodka, I'll do that. People think, for example, uh, uh, Ciroc is a good vodka because it's expensive and it's got a lot of endorsements. It's not a good vodka. Crystal Skull, on the other hand, is an excellent it's a vodka. Very good. Remember when it was banned here for a long time when yeah. Dan Aykroyd first uh, brought it out? Oh, the LCBO drives me fucking... Oh, sorry. It's the government that drives me fucking crazy. Let me just tell you something. If you get the opportunity to go over the border, and I don't mean like just over the border, and I certainly don't mean duty-free... If you go into just any regular run-of-the-mill liquor store in America, you will see stuff that you've never seen before. And maybe you'll wonder, hey, how come we don't have this in Canada? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. Why don't we have that in Canada? Well, there's never mind that. You go to a different province where it's not run by the government, Mm -hmm. and you go, why don't we have that in Ontario? But Alberta gets it, or Quebec gets it, or whatever the case is. Funny, uh, when I was in Alberta last year, I was the general manager of Team Ontario Lacrosse. So I had to travel out to Alberta for the national championship, and I did a couple of liquor store runs. And they're all privately run out there. And they had a bunch of things that I've never seen in Ontario, Mm -hmm. and a bunch of things I haven't seen in Ontario in a long time. Who's calling you? I have no idea. It doesn't have a name. It just has a number. Oh. Oh, well, fuck them. In any case, um, I'm not answering that. Not right now. In any case, uh, one of the things they had there, and it was a total throwback, was kokanee. 
So I ended up getting a couple. I had a couple of two fours. Do they have that here anymore? No idea. I haven't seen it at the beer store in a long time. Kokanee. Kokanee was great. And it, it was a cheap beer too. Really? Wasn't it? Yeah. I know because my parents usually only bought the cheap beers. It was that in fucking uh, Old Milwaukee and Wildcat. Wildcat, Wildcat was another one they had a if, lot. If you wanted to get like mean drunk, <laughs> you drank Wildcat. You drank on a budget, you drank Wildcat. If you felt like fighting, <laughs> you would drink Wildcat. It's if true. you wanted to make some bad decisions, have a Wildcat. Yeah. And if you can track down a Kokanee, amazing. Do That's it. It's great. It's great beer. It was really, really popular. I, I want to say in the 90s. Is hey, that when it was really popular? Yeah, I think you're late 90s. Yeah. Yeah, if I recall. Okay, uh, let's see here. Premier Ford. Can I just say, Premier Ford, right when the summer break ended, we were going into an election cycle, and and Ford got real quiet. He didn't say a word during the campaign, and people were like, where's Doug Ford? Doug Ford's gone into hiding. Can't take the heat from Justin Trudeau. And I really don't think it was that. I think he was probably asked to please stay out of it because he's a bit of a lightning rod, and he could have influenced the election negatively for Andrew Scheer. He also could have helped the campaign, but they decided, calculated risk, tell Doug to be quiet. But he was still quiet after the election. You know, he'll go out and he'll do a couple of announcements here and there, mainly photo ops, doesn't really say much. He's been kind of laying low. While this teacher contract dispute has been going on, Doug's back, baby. And it's not just Doug's back. The old Doug is back. The old, loud, rambunctious Doug not going to take any shit forward. Yesterday, holds a news conference. He called out the leaders of the teachers' unions. He said they don't know what they're doing. And and he was very complimentary of the teachers. He said, we love our teachers. We appreciate what they do. Nothing but respect for them. But the people who are leading them are basically idiots. And he was calling out <laughs> Sam Hammond and and Smokey, whatever his name is. Right. And, and all of the, he was calling out all of those union leaders. What an interesting tactic. And it's funny because... I said this during the campaign back in the fall. We can't have a civil debate unless the debate is civil. And there's nothing civil about what's being discussed. And the machine is just there, right? Like full props to to the organized labor movement because they're all over it. They've got their talking points. And if they see somebody say something on social media, they get real loud and shut them down right away. Well, what about this? And what about that? And blah, blah, blah. And really, at the end of the day, the one thing nobody has been able to tell me is the the unions, because now we're going to actual strike strike right. next week, rotating right. strikes and one day, one's here and there, but they're going to go out on strike and pick it in the whole nine yards. They say it's not about money and the government insists, yes, it is about money. The unions, their narrative is it's all about the cuts to education. And the government says, no, 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 that's smoke and mirrors. They really just want the money, but they're hiding behind it's all about the cuts. Okay. If it really isn't about the money, and I want to believe that, if it's not about the money, the government has capped the wage increase at 1%. Nobody in Ontario that works for the public sector can have a wage increase more than 1%. If it's really not about the money, why won't the teachers back down from their, no, it's got to be 2%. We want a 2% wage increase. Why will they not back down from that if it's really not about the money? If it is about the cuts, admirable. And you can argue whether or not we should be doing e-learning in Ontario. I happen to think that's not a bad idea because that's really the way it's going. I've got one kid in post-secondary and another kid in an American high school, and both of them are doing a Mm -hmm. ton of Mm e-learning. I would think that high school should prepare you for that inevitability. 
So I don't have a problem with the e-learning, but I understand that teachers don't like it because that's less teachers needed when they're learning electronically. I don't know if that's a reason to keep teachers employed is to avoid e-learning because I think e-learning is inevitable. But nonetheless, uh, you want to talk about the changes in class sizes. You want to talk about this, that, and the other thing. If it really is about that, why don't they just take the 2% mm -hmm. off the table and make it 1%? If there's someone who's in the union listening right now, can you send me a DM and I'll keep you confidential if you want. Just tell me what the inside track is on that because that's what I don't understand. If it's not about the money, why won't you take the money off the table? Uh, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great point. Hopefully you get some answers. Now, earlier this week, the Ford government announced they're going to compensate parents for daycare costs oh. on those strike dates. OK, so 60 the bucks is what you're up like the total top total that you can get if you okay? have like school-based child care mm -hmm. that you can't get because of the strikes then you can get up to 60 bucks Correct. i think elementary grades get 25 bucks a day and yada 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 so i had so many comments on this my teacher friends didn't love that i posted the story but i tried to explain to them it's news it is a news story i'm going to share it i'm not going to hide the fact that these parents out there who might have had to reach into their pocket and get money that they didn't expect to pay those days that they can't have money. They, there's money there for them. So if they're eligible, they'll do it. Uh, Brad on my Facebook says, so they have extra money to compensate parents for a strike, but they can't take that $48 million and invest it in a good deal with the teachers to avoid a strike altogether. Makes total sense. Ford must be doing the math on that one himself. Okay, first off, you got to stop taking cheap personal shots. You kind of lose credibility when you go after someone personally. Oh, well, Ford's stupid. Ford's bad at math. Take that shit out of the conversation because that doesn't help. It's very inflammatory. And that's part of the reason we can't have a civil conversation. Believe it or not, there are a lot of people in this province that like Doug Ford and don't like it when you get mean about him. When you call him Doe Ford and all that sort of shit, it just turns people off. It doesn't help you get your point across. So that's the first thing I'll say. Number two is... Uh, maybe you're wondering that as well. As I understand the math, we're actually saving $60 million a day when the teachers go on strike. $60 million. So the government has taken $48 million, and that $48 million is being dispersed among the parents who come forward and claim the money. You have to go to a website and register to get your check. Well, that leaves a little bit of money left over, which is good. We should try and find some efficiencies. That's, that's fine. That money is budgeted for this school year, and it's got to get spent. It has to get spent. If they took that $48 million and threw it back into the pool, we still don't get to 2%. And we still haven't compensated the parents. And I'm one? People ask me, well, whose side are you on? First off, it's not really any of your business. That's like asking somebody who you voted for. Sure. But nonetheless, I will say, I'm on the parents' side on this. Because I get it. People are budgeted down to... Mm -hmm. 20 bucks in some months, 20 bucks here or there could make or break them that month. Mm -hmm. When these unexpected costs come up and some people have been affected two or three times now by these strikes, yeah. when they have to go out and provide other daycare or they're self-employed and can't go to work themselves and they lose out on income or any number of things happen, they deserve to be compensated. Sure. They deserve it. I don't know a lot of the parents involved in this that don't that won't say yes to that money, by the way. They might quietly do it, but they'll go ahead and, like you said, they might be tight for money or they'll do what Nikki did on my Facebook. I'm going to apply for the money. I don't need it, but I plan to donate it directly back to my kid's school. 
Yeah. You could do that too. Great idea. Sure. Schools do a ton of fundraising and it Absolutely. Costs, costs parents a lot of money. Those dance-a-thons and collecting donations for this and that, I get it. I've paid that money. I'm actually really glad my kids are out of Ontario schools now because it was the the dailies, the incidentals, they really add up. Absolutely. Well, now, too, back in the day, we used to just have pizza day. That's it. It was a pizza day. It was maybe once a month. It was whatever, two bucks a slice. And right. the money got, it was a fundraiser, essentially, or you had chocolate milk you could buy. Now they have they have shit brought in from like Swiss Chalet. They've got, <laughs> and every yeah. day is like a different day. And they have snacks galore and different, like skip the dishes will come in with shit. I can't believe the options they have now. And you're right. They add up because if one kid has it, well, the best friend of that kid wants it. And then the friend of that kid wants it. And then they don't want to be sitting there like an asshole with a peanut butter or not even peanut butter with a jelly sandwich. Well, they're eating pizza and chicken and. Eating everything. The peer pressure is really, really tough. Yeah. I mean, I, that's probably a different conversation for a different day. Sure, sure. But I just mean money, like money-wise. Parents are strapped is my point. Is Absolutely. That it does cost a lot of money. So if you're wondering whose side I'm on, which is a weird thing to wonder, I wonder what Scott thinks. Uh, no. Um, I happen to think that these parents deserve that money if they're out of pocket. If they're not out of pocket, don't take the money. Or like that person said, take the money, and if you know a specific cause you want to give it to, then then do that. I guess. I don't like, know. Otherwise, it's just the government's money. Think about it that way. Yeah. This is money that was budgeted to pay salaries, and the government obviously doesn't have to pay those salaries on the strike days, so they're giving it back to the parents, or at least most of it anyway. I don't know what they're going to do with the discrepancy, or if there's a slush fund, or maybe they will take that extra 10 or $12 million or whatever it is and reinvest it in future years. But generally speaking, budgets apply to that year mm -hmm. they can't take money from this year and say oh we didn't spend it so we'll just roll it over to next year it doesn't work that way in budgeting there'll be a separate budget next year which will probably factor in the pay increase whether it's one percent or two percent either way uh, i really wish everybody would just calm down and and, and stop getting so angry mm -hmm. about it holy cow and also keep in mind uh when those teachers go out on strike, when they're walking the picket line and it's minus 15 degrees outside, not only are they doing that in shitty weather, they're working for strike pay, which isn't great. It isn't full pay. They're they're losing out here, too. Right. And, and I totally get that. Actually, some of the people that I really feel bad for is, and I've heard from a few of them now, are teachers who actually do believe that this is about cuts. They truly don't care about a 1% pay increase this year and a 1% increase the following year. They don't care if it's one or two. A raise would be great, but it's not make or break for them. They really care about the cuts, but because they're part of the union, mm -hmm. they have to go along with it and they have to toe the line and they have to use the talking points. And they really don't want anything to do with it other than to protest what they think is right. And if you're in one of those situations, hey, you're passionate about it. I feel you. That's fine. I, I totally respect that. But you're in an yeah. awkward spot because uh, collective bargaining is is uh, what's his name Smokey over there or, or <laughs> right yeah <laughs> these union leaders yeah. that are standing up and speaking for you yeah. and you're getting painted with a brush that you don't necessarily want to be painted with. I feel bad for you in that sense, but it, it is what it is. I just hope this gets resolved soon because if nothing else, it's extremely inconvenient yeah. to have to constantly be wondering. Okay, well, which strike are we on now, and which school board is it, and is it elementary, or is it secondary, is it English, is it French, and, and they're going to, today is work to rule, but tomorrow's a strike, and I don't know how people keep track of it all. Maybe schools are sending home notes or something. I have no idea. I would think so. I would think so, but I'm not sure. In any case, 
it's a weird situation. I just hope it gets resolved soon. And if for no other reason but the comedic value, angry Doug is kind of funny because you never know what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. In a way, I'm not saying Ford is Trump, but in the same way that you never know what's going to come out of Trump's mouth, when Ford gets all angry, eh, I feel like something, anything could happen. Sure. Anything could happen. Uh, speaking of the province, edibles finally went on sale yesterday. You want to get them? Nope, you can't. 2,000 transactions in the first hour. Jesus, they're making a lot of money. 70 new items went on sale at 9 a.m. Some of them were sold out within 30 minutes. We're talking edibles, soft chews, vapes, teas, topicals, all those things that went on sale. A lot of them are sold out already. All the edibles, apparently, are gone through the Ontario Cannabis Store. Are you curious about edibles? You said this morning you've never tried any. You've never had any edibles at all. No, never had one. I'm kind of curious, but everybody's scaring the shit out of me. Like, oh, I don't think you well, want them. If you do, if it's a gummy bear, like just eat an arm at first or, or just eat his head <laughs> off true. first. Eat the Nibble on the ears and then wait. My, my, I weigh 225 pounds. I'm pretty sure I can handle one gummy bear. Or is that not thinking the right way? Oh, maybe one. I don't know. I've never had a gummy bear before. I'll tell you what I have had is home cooked. And this is by a legit chef. This particular man owned a restaurant in Calgary. Good chef, baked uh-huh. cookies, and warned um, us that it was potent. So took a little piece. Look, here's my tip to you: don't think that just because in the first five to ten minutes you don't feel anything, you won't be knocked on your ass very soon. So don't sit there going, "Yeah, yeah, let's take a half." Well, let's take another half. You will get fucked up. <laughs> You might piss yourself. You'll think you're going to die for sure. You'll crawl into the fetal position, perhaps shit your pants. It could be a number of things. But just be warned, I don't think the government has anything that potent, okay? Because these I'm talking homemade goods, which you can find. But just be, just be careful on the edibles. The edibles thing scares me. Most people know, I think, that have already had edibles or know a little bit about edibles that a little bit goes a long way and to wait, just to hold out and make sure that you're not going to get the shit kicked out of you in like 15 minutes. Give it a good half hour to 40, maybe even 45 minutes and then see how you feel. 45, that takes a lot Dude, of advanced it planning. it takes a while. And it's not like booze where you can try to chug some water and get it out of your system. So remember, once it's been done, it cannot be undone. You're fucked for five, six hours. Until your metabolism gets rid of it. You're fucked. Okay. Just keep that in mind. And Maybe again, I will just I, eat an arm or a leg or something. <laughs> I mean, try it if it interests you. It doesn't even interest me to begin with. I did it really randomly. It's stupid. And I, a long time ago, but I, I'm, it doesn't interest me at all. It doesn't surprise me it got sold out so quick, though. People Not want it. And I don't understand why we didn't do everything we could in advance to allow it to be sold on day one. Yeah. It still shocks me. I mean, I get that we, we initially... Uh, legalized the the joints and the pre-rolls and the loose cannabis and stuff for, what was it, 2018. 2019, the edibles would be legal. That doesn't mean that October 2019 is when you start the process. It should have been started well in advance and been tested well in advance. That makes too much sense. You uh, stop making sense. Silly. Um, today is January the 17th. I don't know when you're listening to this, but today mm-hmm. is January the 17th, and it was today in 1920. We went completely dry when Prohibition kicked in. There you go. So this is a great article. It comes from Food and Wine and Business Insider. 
they put out a fantastic article on some of the obscure alcohol laws that are still on the books in various parts of America. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of those laws that they don't even take a look at and they don't realize that they're still in place, but they're so ridiculous that nobody would be charged for them. You can drink and drive in Mississippi. It's the only state that doesn't have an open container law for passengers or drivers. The driver's blood alcohol content just has to stay below 0.08. So you can drive down the road in Mississippi drinking a beer. With a can. In your hand. In your hand. As long as you don't go above 0.08 for a BAC. Ladies night is illegal in Wisconsin. It stems from a lawsuit where two men complained that women getting free drink tickets <laughs> violated the public accommodation that law. That happens all the time. Ladies' nights are also banned in California and Pennsylvania. Interesting. There's a lot of strange liquor laws in Utah, they say, but one of the strangest is that drinks cannot be made in view of children. And if you're ordering a drink at a restaurant, you must order food. Today, for example, I'm going for a beer with Double G. Ah, Double G. Going Thanks for, for the invite. Beer with him. And it's funny because every time we sit down to have a beer, we always sit at a bar. Somebody inevitably will say, would you like menus? And he gets so offended. Oh. No, I don't want a menu. Just bring me the beer. He's the best. <laughs> Get me a Guinness. It's against the law in Washington to destroy a bottle, keg, or cask. Some people break bottles. Okay. It's illegal in Alaska to be drunk in a bar. What? Yeah. How does that make any sense? You can drink in a bar, but you can't get drunk. Okay, I'll take a drink and I'll step outside. In Idaho, towns may only have one bar per 1,500 citizens, which means liquor licenses are pretty hard to come by. It also makes them very lucrative if you want to sell your establishment. Hmm. You cannot drink your own alcohol. On an airplane, even if you bring in mini bottles through the TSA, the FAA prohibits you from drinking them. Why can't you drink your own alcohol? And why can't you drink? Your, is it just because they can't control how much you're drinking? I'm sure it's a mix of things. They'll tell you that that's the main point, but also the airlines want to make some money. And they do make money selling booze. Of course, a ton. Now, you can't. I'll tell you, we've done it. You buy one of those packs, right? Those airline packs, right? So they are maximized at whatever milliliters of No more than 100 liquid. mils. Thank you. 100 mils. I don't fly as often as you, clearly. <laughs> no more than... I've no lost more, a lot of hair gel over the years. <laughs> no more than 100 mils. You can fill up one of those little packs. You buy them at Walmart, right? So they're already safe, ready to go. Fill up all this shit with liquid, guys. You're good to go. Fill it all up with booze. They don't even ask. You bring it on the plane. You give it a little squirt into your Coke or your Diet Coke or whatever the heck you want to drink, and you're good to go, man. We got smashed on the way to Vegas, and the the flight attendants on my flight were fantastic, knew that we were doing it, didn't say a word. Wow. Didn't care. Well, they don't well, work on commission. That's exactly it. Less work for them, to yeah. be honest with no, you. No, they don't care. They did not care at all. None of them did. How are there still airplanes in the sky that don't have Wi-Fi, but they can all take uh, debit? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. Is there like a long cord coming out the back of the plane <laughs> I that don't. I can't see? Or how, how does that work? <laughs> if you had enough. And you're right on the flight path. You think you would have noticed. <laughs> and what is it plugged into? Yeah. No, I don't know. It's a good, good question. 
Uh, we are going to do, we haven't done one in a while, on Sunday, a new podcast is going to come out. It's one of those weekend best of ones where it's just a collection of segments that we did on our FM radio show. So it'll be fairly tame compared to this, but it's extra content if you want to listen to it. Otherwise, everyone have an amazing weekend. Be safe. We're going to get a snowstorm in a lot of parts of the country. So wherever you're listening from, be careful out there. And Vancouver, get over it. What did you get, like seven centimeters? Get over it, Vancouver. Calm down. Yeah. Uh, We're going to leave you with this, of course, as we always do on the Friday podcast. This is today's edition of Missed Connections. It's time for Missed Connections. There are people out there who, for whatever reason, can't track down the person that they had an encounter with or are too nervous to. So they just went online, hoping the other person would see it. This one is called The Cute Blonde at Westgate LCBO in Cambridge. Shout out, Westside. We were standing in line at the checkout behind those slow people with the shopping cart. They seemed like they might have been homeless. Not sure. They were taking forever to pay for their booze, and I was like, oh my God, come on. They actually typed, I was like, oh my God. That's correct, Scott. That's correct. You turned around and nodded your head, agreeing with me. We both agreed they should open another till. There was like eight people in line. You were stunning. Long blonde hair dressed all in black, cute tight pants and a jacket. You had a bottle of wine and a four-pack of socials. You're beautiful, and I wish I'd asked you out. This was back on Tuesday, December 17th, around 6.15 p.m. I'm the guy with the beard and the flannel shirt that was right behind you. In all fairness, I don't think I've ever seen a time at the LCBO when there wasn't at least five to ten different people that I could see. Who knows how many people are in the back? But only one till is open. Mm-hmm. That is annoying. Mm-hmm. That's really annoying. Mm-hmm. I love. You can't peop- all be stocking shelves. <laughs> Come on. I love it when people type the way they talk, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And you were like, "I know, right?" <laughs> um, that, I mean, if there is someone with an entire shopping cart of booze, you would think maybe they would open a second. I mean. I know that's not what this misconnection is about, but I mean, yeah. I like that this girl is ready for a night. She's got a bottle of wine and a four-pack of socials. Great. Okay, let's have at it. My kind of gal. It's Friday Hey, night. hey, hey, Friday. Uh, okay, I don't even... It's called You Kicked Me in the Nuts, this next one, Man for Woman. You responded to my ad on here regarding ball-busting. We met a few times, once at Harris Park, another time at McMahon Park. You were small and cute, between 20 and 25. You told me your name was Celine. You wore black Harley boots and kicked me 10 to 15 times. Whoa! Totally destroying my nuts. Whoa! As agreed upon, I gave you a couple bucks for your time. We said so long. I headed home to ice it. I couldn't stop thinking about you. Get back to me with a pic so I know it's you. Let's do it again. You sick maniac. I didn't know it was fetish day today, so it's weird that this came up on this day. But that's a thing. This whole thing is, it's a thing. There's people out there that like down there to hurt. And 
to do this for pleasure, that's bizarre to me. To put out an ad, I can't even imagine what that ad would read like. Hey, looking for somebody to come and kick me in the nuts. That's pretty much it, Scott. You can see it on Craigslist now. There's a number of them. Where do you do this? A park, I guess. They met in a park. A park. So I'll meet you Friday at 9 a.m. I'll get out of the car. You run up and hoof me in the balls. I'm just trying to feel like what you'd feel like watching this at the park. Yeah. Someone gets out of a car. Whoa, I wonder what he did. Big ass boots. <laughs> boom, boom. Ho! Ha! Ha! A money exchange. She gets back in the car and drives away. That's wild. Um, how do you explain that if you're the woman who has to kick him in the in the nads? Well, day's a little busy today. I'm gonna go into work for a couple of hours. I gotta stop by the LCBO on the way home. I gotta go to the park and kick this guy in the nuts a couple of times. Busy and day. After that, I'm probably gonna stop by the mall. Maybe get my nails done. Before she leaves, she opens her closet. What boots today? What boots today? Oh, I've got that ball kicking thing. Ah, uh, Harley oh boots. Yeah. yeah, this guy seems like a real freak. We'll throw those ones on, zip that up. Now, mommy's gotta go to work, honey. Stay here with the sitter. <laughs> I do my stretches. Hang on. There we go. I'm ready and, to kick. And when you do it, here, I'm going to go back here. So I'm going to line up over here like I'm kicking a field goal, right? <laughs> and I've got to, like, do I take a run at it? Boom. I guess it depends on what they like. I don't know. Different people might be into different things. Maybe some people like a good punching bag. <laughs> like a rapid kick. I don't know. And the whole goal is if you're the kicker, to try and hurt them. But this doesn't necessarily like incapacitate them like some guys would be if they got hoofed there. That's the whole thing, right? I imagine you build up a certain amount of, uh, like you, you know what you're in for. And once you start to get kicked and this becomes a thing, you probably, it's a high tolerance at that point, right? Right. So before, maybe in the beginning, it was one kick to the balls and you didn't expect it, but you kind of liked it. So the next time you requested it, like, could you kick me one time? Let's see how this goes. That's an interesting point. How do you know you like this? There was something that happened at some point where you thought, ow, oh. Now look, hey I'm, now. A, I'm a woman. I don't understand this whole thing to begin with, but every man I've ever encountered that got hit in the nuts did not enjoy it. No. So this is just beyond my understanding completely. Honestly, it's beyond my understanding. And when you're paying money to have that done, I'm out. I give up. I don't even know what your problem is. That's messed up. It's so messed up. What park do I meet you at? (laughs) Cash only, please. Victoria? (laughs) Two o'clock? Fine, you freak. See you there.